0: Welcome to the Space Between podcast. I am William. And I'm Katie. And in this podcast, we talk about the complexities of life, faith in the 21st century and everything in between. Often that space between is where a lot of us find ourselves. We hope to provide a place where people can be honest and we can engage with one another with compassion wherever we may end up on our journey hello and welcome to the space between podcast today we are talking to troy moore hart from religion shouldn't hurt thanks for coming on today troy
1: thank you william i'm excited to be here excited to talk with you
0: yeah it's gonna be good uh just a couple of weeks ago we participated together in a, a campaign called religion shouldn't hurt which is the name of your page and it was amazing to see the way that so many different people from so many different backgrounds perspectives came together with this statement religion shouldn't hurt so that'll be good to have you onto the podcast today for people to get to know you a little bit and also just to hear more about the movement itself about the hashtag and and what you're hoping to see come from that in the end so let's just start with a little bit about you so do you want to tell us a little bit about who you are and your journey from conservative christianity to humanism
1: sure um thank you for that question So um, I was born and raised Southern Baptist. My dad was a Southern Baptist pastor for a bit of my childhood. Um, I uh, am a queer person. Um, So when I uh, started to realize that I, um, you know, wasn't straight um, and, and sorting through all of that, I was really afraid because I had been taught a very fundamentalist evangelical literalist perspective on the bible um, a lot of spiritual warfare um, messaging you know there's demons and angels battling around us all the time and we have the power to influence that and we are influenced by that um uh i you know growing up i had a really hard time with a number of the uh ideas that were being presented to me um especially anything around the idea of hell, salvation, um, who gets to go to heaven, who has to go to hell. Um, A lot of that stuff really bothered me at a young age, even well before I started to understand that I was queer and that that was a real big issue within the faith framework that I had been raised in. Um, So all of that really kind of came to a head over time. Um, I spent about two, two and a half years of my adolescence earnestly praying um, that God would take the gay out of me um, because I thought that that, you know, meant that I was horrible and disgusting. And um, all of these sort of like vile superlatives of what it can, you know, what it means to be a human being is because that's what I had been taught to believe about LGBTQ people. um, And that I was absolutely going to a literal hell forever where I would literally experience um, violence and ridicule and that I deserved it. Um, so it was a really hard time for me in my development, in my life, my mental health, my overall well-being. Um, and I guess I'm just very grateful that somehow, after about two two and a half years of earnestly trying to pray my gay away, that I was able to just realize that the God of the Bible, as I had been taught, uh, did not exist. Um, and then for about the next 15 or so years, I um, I identified as agnostic. Um, And generally speaking, just really didn't want to have anything to do with organized religion or I didn't want to have to have anything to do with organized uh, religion or or like spiritual expression um, was sort of a, you know, whatever's fine for everybody else. I just kind of need to be left alone mentality. Um, And in many ways, I think that I just needed space to think and heal and frankly, to have Fun And explore life mm-hmm. and all of that um, without constant fear of torment and torture and condemnation and judgment and rejection and all of that, that I had experienced um, for so long. And so um, about three years ago, two and a half, three years ago, I got married. Um, and in many ways, I think that that was sort of a, um, a missing piece for a sense of safety that I gained um, and that really allowed me to break emotionally, psychologically afterward um, and, and sit down with the pain and the harm and the legacy of trauma and abuse and, and all of the heaviness that I had grown up acquiring um, and experiencing and to really sit through it and with it and um, sort through it and start to try to understand it to the extent that it is understandable um, and start to... Um, audit it, to release things that didn't work for me anymore, didn't, you know, we not life-giving, affirming, sustaining, um, and to courageously let go of things that really just I couldn't hold to, didn't believe in, didn't speak to me, um, etc. Um, and then through that, kind of discovered um, humanism as a, like a moral, philosophical um, community and belief system. And that really, I just felt very at home with that. that I think I've spent... A lot of my lifetime um, exploring and looking for something that felt um, safe and inclusive and, uh, and um, committed to justice, accountability, sustainability, community, um, and I, yeah, humanism was just the only thing that I have been able to come across in my lifetime that's like, oh, okay, this jacket, this jacket fits and it feels good and it fits right, right. and and I feel. I like how I look in this jacket I like how I feel inside with this on um, so that's just kind of how that happened very organically honestly um, I can't remember exactly I think I've answered the, uh, what was the initial question no that was great it was just a little okay. bit about
0: who you are and your journey from conservative mm. Christianity to humanism oh, so that's brilliant so okay. uh, bringing us up to today then Uh, What made you decide to start the page and message a whole lot of creators within the deconstruction movement um, to ask them to share their experience of why they believe religion shouldn't hurt? And what is it? Is it a movement, an idea, a coalition? So uh, that's what to talk about next.
1: Right. Um, So... The idea, the concept, the message, the phrase, the approach religion shouldn't hurt um, was something that came to me kind of on the, a bit of the tail end of my own um, healing reflection growth journey um, that I was talking, that I referenced a minute ago. Um, I really resonate with um, Gloria Steinem has a, there's a quote attributed to her that's something like, The final stage of healing is taking what you've learned and using that to help others. Um, And that really resonates with me. Um, It really strikes a chord within my heart. And uh, I think that religion shouldn't hurt is something that religious and non-religious people can hopefully pretty easily say and stand by um, and and promote. Um, I think that there are certainly those who will bristle at the statement religion shouldn't hurt and that there are really important conversations that um, should be had, you know, through that and and coming from that place of of bristling at that message. I think that that probably reveals some important, you know, again, important conversations to to be had. Um, And honestly, I guess the hope and the desire with it is that, um, you know, just sort of acknowledging and recognizing that, religion does hurt and harm and abuse and traumatize so many of us unnecessarily. Um, I, you know, even as a non-religious person, I think that surely it is entirely possible to be a deeply religious individual um, and, and deeply committed to the idea that Uh, our own religious beliefs should not hurt anyone. They shouldn't hurt ourselves. They should not hurt others in our religion and it shouldn't hurt people outside of our religion. Um, And I'm just willing to roll the dice publicly and say that most people probably agree with that. Um, And also just to say that that's probably a healthy direction for humanity to head. Um, Collectively, religious and non-religious in the direction of religion should not hurt. and so, yeah, I mean, to answer the question of is this a movement? Is this an idea? Is this a campaign? Um, admittedly, we are we have humble beginnings for this message and for this uh, movement. Something I hope that will grow and grow and grow over time. I think that humanity is really ready, and I and I also think humanity we really need something like a religion shouldn't hurt campaign message to succeed to take hold. Um, that hopefully it can encourage and and facilitate and foster a lot of really necessary, um, important heart-to-hearts and conversations, reflections that can lead to genuine transformation um, and a a transformation of where we are coming from and where we want to go together. Um, I think that most people want to see a kind, safe, compassionate, justice-oriented, inclusive humanity um, beyond national borders, beyond religious community identities, beyond um, all sorts of fault lines. Um, And I guess I just, I deeply hope that together, especially telling our stories of deconstructing religious fundamentalism, uh, telling our stories of surviving religious trauma and harm that you know, as we collect more and more and more um, of those stories that it will be untenable to try to downplay or dismiss our experiences. And that hopefully that will also encourage folks to listen and engage in these very important and necessary conversations.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think that w- under that banner of religion shouldn't hurt, there's so much room for so many different beliefs. I think even for some of the more conservative beliefs that are there, there's room within it. It's more just the way that those beliefs are held that a lot of the times you could say, well, someone who believes in maybe a literal hell could still agree with the phrase religion shouldn't hurt only if though they believe that to the degree where they're not forcing that upon other people. It's Mm -hmm. not with the sense of certainty that many come at it with and they don't present it as the only option to believe. Uh, So I think that there's a lot of room for people, even maybe on the more conservative end of the spectrum, to still affirm the statement religion shouldn't hurt. Um, I would love for you to maybe define a little bit about what aspects of religion you would define as hurtful because this seems to be different for various people, because we all experience things differently in individual circumstances and experiences. But if you could name some maybe of the more common experiences or religious beliefs that are hurtful, um, and what they are.
1: Sure. I mean, that is that's like a $5 million question right there. Um, and I think it's a very, very important one. And it's one that um, the religion shouldn't hurt. Effort is really gearing up to um, begin to attempt to comprehensively answer over time. Um, I, I'm going to be happy to do my best to make a stab at that um, for this conversation. But just want to acknowledge to those listening that that question is fundamentally at the heart of our movement and the heart of our effort, um, and that you know our answers will grow over time as we you know have. A greater collective of you know, stories to, to enrich that answer. So I say all that to say a short answer to that question is any religious beliefs that dehumanize people um, are probably harmful and are probably um, worthy of reflecting on, worthy of courageously auditing, um and, and yeah. And, you know, that's a very personal experience and it's also a very important and necessary experience. Um, I think specifically, I mean, I'll just say it on the whole religion as a, as a cumulative force has been a net negative, um, has had net negative impacts, especially on women and LGBTQ people. Um, and I think that that is a great place for a lot of conversations to I think that that for many people can be a good starting point to look at it from that angle. Um, You know, does your religion, um, does it affirm women's co-equal power and authority in and outside of religion? Does your religious beliefs, do they um, expressly affirm LGBTQ plus people's inherent co-equal humanity and value? If there's anything less than a very enthusiastic yes to those answers, then there's probably some very serious harm that can come from your beliefs or from your collective beliefs. Um, and that, you know, in the name of humanity, I beg for people to, to reflect on those. Um, you know, I, I, you know, there's other elements too. Um, anything, you know, that says that we hold truth and only we hold truth and that all others are wrong and are like condemned or destined for some sort of eternal punishment or eternal exclusion um i just i i strongly encourage folks to reflect on that and and to reflect on why why is it that believing that is necessary to continue believing in you know, your religion, to continue believing in God or whatever gods, you know, depending on your religion. Um, Yeah, that's probably, you know, an important reflection. If you think that only you hold truth, I honestly, I call that religious supremacy. Um, And I think that religious supremacy, fundamentalist religious supremacy, um, is the source of a significant amount of the violence that we see globally, um, right now, and a lot of it historically as well. Um, and I think that that's just a conversation that must be had you know, throughout humanity, throughout all of us, um, looking at you know, anything that says that only we hold the right truth. There's just, you know, why do you feel that way? Um, you know, audit that for arrogance. Try to see if there's room for humility. Um, try to see if there's room for a little bit more compassion. Is there room to include a few more people and how you perceive the world and how you perceive reality, um, you know, I, th- I mean, those are maybe some of the things I would feel most comfortable saying at this point. Naming as harm or harmful, um, and again, we will be building that. There's a series that um, I'm working on right now to eventually go forward with with through the religion shouldn't hurt campaign to start to work on addressing that and to round that out a bit further. Um, but yeah, those are those are some to start with.
0: Yeah. It's, it seems like it's it's not like a lot to ask for, but then many people <laughs> many people react as if like, oh, like giving up on that belief on woman or LGBTQ plus is such a, a big thing to get rid of. Mm-hmm. But you just think like, is there at the very beginning, like all made in the image of God or looking at another religious tradition of like Hinduism and like that all life exists within the Brahmin and it's like we're, we're equal and you see that present there and you're like, it doesn't seem like a lot to ask for and it exists within the tradition and yet we've added right. all these things onto it that just cause us to not see the other person and it's, right. it's, it's sad when that happens. It really is sad. um right. I would love to, to know what like you would love to see from religion shouldn't hurt in terms of maybe the individual impacts for people but then on on a broader scale um like would you love to or or look to be in conversation with different religious organizations and institutions to see how they could get better at these things or do you think it would be better to call for the end of those institutions as a whole
1: um so another wonderful five million dollar question. <laughs> um, I love I love the good questions, all of the hard questions, and the fun questions. Um, so, quick answer: We are not an anti-religion movement. We are not anti-theistic. Um, we are anti-harm in the name of anyone's religion or religious beliefs. And I think that's a very important, perhaps to some, that's a you know a semantic nuance difference. But I think that there's Uh, a world of difference between um, being against harm done in the name of religion and being against religion outrightly. So just to make that really clear to everyone, this is not an anti-religion movement. Um, So many of the folks telling our stories are religious, religious trauma survivors um, who still believe um, in, in, you know, somewhere along the spectrum of being a believer still believe so yeah, we're, we're inherently grounded in our cross faith and, and non-religious coalition uh, there. Um, let's see, as far as like what I hope for the Religion Shouldn't Hurt messaging campaign, I hope that it encourages people to know that they are not alone. None of us are alone in our experiences. So many of us um, have essentially lived overwhelmingly similar backgrounds with how these ideas can hurt and harm people. Um, And so I hope that as folks see how many people relate to their story, I hope it encourages folks to feel empowered to tell their own story and to know that you are not alone. There are, I think, probably billions, and I'm saying that very publicly, I think there's probably billions of people who relate to our experiences. Um, in some form or another. Um, and I'm willing to again, roll the dice publicly on that and see how this grows. Cause I think that over time, we're really gonna understand how much of a necessary conversation this is. Um, so I hope that it encourages folks to know that like you can stand up and you can stand with us. We will stand with you. You are not alone. Um, and that, that, that I hope that jolts some, some hope into people I think that a lot of us have lived with a lot of heaviness and that that can, the despair can sit on our hearts and minds and that it can really hold us back and down. Um, so yeah, I hope that religion shouldn't hurt is a catalyst for hope. Um, I hope it's a catalyst for an opportunity to draw people to a common message based on our common compassion and common humanity that supersedes any and all, transcends various religious identities and backgrounds. Um, And I do hope that eventually that religion shouldn't hurt can contribute to, um, a transformation of humanity. I, I hope that, um, us standing together courageously and vulnerably and, and honestly in our truths, um, with our lived experiences, I hope that that can lead to, um, Ushering in a better, kinder, fairer, more inclusive, compassionate um, era of humanity, um, and I and I hope that I live long enough to get to see a bit of that. I'm 34 now, um, and I I would really like to see what the world can look like on the other side of so much rigid, violent us versus them, based on religious identities and beliefs. I I think we need that and we deserve that. So I guess that's a bigger picture answer there for you. Yeah, that's um, good. Yeah.
0: Initially, well, when you initially launched this mm-hmm. movement, this campaign, this effort, um, it was over Easter weekend, right? And there was a lot of people that got involved with it, myself included. Did you feel that sense of hope that you mentioned? like just in that last answer did you feel that sense of hope within you what what did you feel as you saw these different videos and stories being shared as you saw people connect and resonate with the message Mm. um and was what was the result of that initial effort Mm. I
1: love that question um I definitely felt it I mean short answer I absolutely felt that hope that jolt of of encouragement of power um Because honestly, there is so much power that we hold collectively with our stories. Um, We have the power to change things. And that is the goal of Religion Shouldn't Hurt. It is to allow for folks to speak up and to not have to hold or feel ashamed or isolated or or whatever. Um, And it is also to specifically lead to change. Um, There have got to be some changes that happen. So yeah, over that weekend, I mean, countless people reached out being like, oh my God, like, thank you. This is so great. Like we need, I need something like this. Like we've needed something like this. I'm so excited. Like, you know, this can really help people. Like so many folks shared messages like that. Um, And that is just so humbling and so incredibly encouraging because that's the hope. Um, The hope is that it will resonate, that it will help, that it will mean something to the lives of individuals and that it can mean something to our collective human experience um yeah i mean it was it was uh it was simply lovely and powerful yeah yeah
0: yeah that's good i would uh, love to hear a little bit as well about from interacting with those people from engaging with people. And as you said, there's a lot of people including myself who are religious survivors of religious trauma and uh, abuse Mm -hmm. that still find themselves somewhere on the spectrum of belief, Mm -hmm. um, albeit much more inclusive, affirming all that sort of stuff. Um, So what do you find are the helpful and healing elements of religion? Um, with religion shouldn't hurt um, as well as calling out when religion is harmful. Do you see room for a need to celebrate when it gets it right? Mm.
1: That is a great question. Um, I admit when I read through your questions ahead of this conversation, that was maybe the trickiest one for me to hat to, to think through, but it also because of that, it was one of my favorites. Um, so I think that what religion gets right or what religion, religious beliefs, religious communities, traditions, etc., can get really right. And I say this as a non-religious person who was raised religious, um, to the extent that your religious beliefs um, encourage you to be compassionate, to listen, to practice and expand your empathy, um, to the extent that your religious beliefs Uh, motivate you to work for justice and accountability for harm, to the extent that your religious beliefs ground you in the beauty and breadth of what it means to be a human being and how special and wonderful that is, how special and wonderful it is to be alive. Um, I think that within that, there is so much um, uh, help, positivity, groundedness that, that can be found um, through religion and religious communities religious ideas expressions etc um, yeah so to that extent that it encourages strong healthy loving compassionate communities I think that like there is so much to affirm there um, and what was the second part of the question do you remind
0: Uh, The second part was about the religion shouldn't hurt mm -hmm. um, effort, whether obviously Mm -hmm. a a large part of it is calling out when it's been harmful. But do you see room within that effort to also celebrate when it gets it right? I hope
1: that whatever impact we are able to have with the religion shouldn't hurt message, campaign, movement, etc. I hope that through that, there will be lots of opportunities for lots of folks to celebrate the ways in which religion, religious ideas, communities, et cetera, uplift humanity and, and enrich humanity. I think that that is beautiful. Um, and that that is a part of the coalition behind Religion Shouldn't Hurt. There will be lots of us who, um, there will be you know, lots of people in the coalition, in the movement who um, I think, I don't. so I should say, and this is a little tricky, no one should have to be put in the position to affirm religion, or I don't think anyone should have to be put in the position of affirming religious beliefs. And I yep. will say, I hope that, you know, religious folks who believe follow religions don't necessarily need those of us outside of it to affirm it for y'all. I mean, I think that they you know, hopefully, you know, your faith, uh, hopefully you don't require non-believers to affirm your beliefs. Cause if you do, that's a really tricky position and it's, you know, that's something you're not going to be able to get. Uh, yeah. So, you know, in the same way, what we need is not for others to say we are right. What we need is to work together to understand how to make sure we are creating safe societies where everyone gets to explore those, you know, those questions, um, and has the safety, uh, of knowing that they're not going to be murdered if they determine that it doesn't make sense to them, uh, you know, and have the safety and, and just the compassion of knowing that if you end up deconstructing the faith that your parents raised you in, you're not going to be kicked out of your home. You're not going to be murdered. You're not going to be exiled, shunned, et cetera. Um, yeah, that's sort of a, a squirrely way to answer your question, but I hope that that can be received, knowing that it's from the heart and and just with a honest hopes for for growth and um, compassion there.
0: Yeah, I suppose it's like whether it's coming from a religious or a non-religious effort perspective, motivation um, is looking at the fruit of all of those like uh, to use religious language the fruit of it like what is it actually producing the in impact? the end yeah yeah what's the impact that, that's occurring here mm-hmm. if it's producing justice if it's producing equity and equality if it's producing safety fairness healing health love right. all these different right. things then whether we're religious celebrating a non-religious effort that achieves those things Mm. or non-religious celebrating a religious effort that's achieved that achieves those things we have common goal that's where we can have common hope a common goal and and work together on those things yeah i i like to use the
1: language of common compassion i think that we do not share theology we don't share a common theology and and humanity does not share theology in general um but we do share and i think we can share and amplify Uh, a foundation of common compassion for our shared humanity um and i think i think that we do have um thankfully
0: yeah that's good that kind of answers the last last question i was gonna ask Mm -hmm. um i don't know if you want to comment maybe a little bit more on it but just the value that you see in a broad movement of people who hold different beliefs and what we're united around but you've already kind of answered that and um Mm -hmm just what was it again? United compassion or shared compassion? compassion. Yeah. Common compassion. That's it. Yeah. Uh, Is there anything else you want to say on that?
1: Yeah, I guess that, I mean, I think it seems to me and I will admit I'm not a theologian. I'm not a religious historian. I, you know, I'm not a mental health professional or clinician. I am simply someone who has experienced, uh, what it can look like to be harmed by religion, and has you know, I've listened to a lot of other people's stories and experiences of how religion has uplifted them and how it has harmed them. Um, so I, I'm just someone who cares. I just want to say that. Um, but it just seems to me that like you can find the golden rule, which is effectively compassion and empathy. You know, um, it seems to be you can find that in just about every single religious and cultural tradition, um, that that value permeates the human experience. Um, And it takes on slightly different phrasing and flavors uh, across the world and across time. But um, it seems to be like we already have that foundation between all of us. And we just maybe need to recognize and celebrate that and ground our efforts in that. and, you know, we need to figure out how to expand the identity of we, um, I think that, you know, the more that people can be encouraged to include more of humanity and the concept of, of whatever their we is, um, that that will lead to significant harm reduction and a much greater trauma informed collective humanity. Um, and I think that honestly, that will lead to the dismantling of so many oppressive and harmful, dehumanizing ideas and systems. And I'm here for that. I mean, that's a huge part of what encourages me to um, organize for this effort is, is that deep belief. I, I may not have religious faith in a you know contemporary concept um, conceptualization, but I do deeply have faith in humanity and in our ability to work together and to listen to each other and to let each other into our hearts. Um, And I believe when we do that, it is really hard not to have a very expansive uh, definition of what it means to be us or to be we or to be in our in-group. And that I deeply hope for that.
0: I love that. Mm -hmm. If uh, people are wanting to find you that they've enjoyed what you've said today, um, or they feel like they're alone in their experience of, of hurt with Mm -hmm. religion and want to hear other stories, where's the best place for them to find you?
1: Yeah. Um, so we are on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter, and we're building up a presence on all of those social media in real time. Um, but yeah, so we, uh, it, we're on Instagram at religion shouldn't hurt. Um, we're on TikTok with the same name, Facebook with the same name on Twitter. I believe we're at r_ underscore shouldn't underscore hurt. Um, you can find us on all those platforms. We're sharing stories. If you want to share your story, you can reach out to us, especially through Instagram is a good way. Um, we are continuing to figure out and, and to, to expand how we will be collecting and sharing these stories um, and what our next steps are. Um, But yeah, the more people that join in and and are safe and ready to share their story, um, that's how we grow in power and success. Um, So yeah, I hope that that can be something that resonates with people.
0: That's brilliant. Thanks again for coming on today, Troy.
1: Thank you, William. uh, This is a beautiful pleasure to get to talk about this with you. That's great.
0: Thank you.